This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Now at a turning point, what is it doing to the U.S. and to uh, Europe, especially as it continues to loom on? And what about Finland and Sweden? They're pushing to join NATO. What does that mean? And uh, how much investment will continue to be pumped in to equipment to help Ukraine's military. Hey, everybody. Kate Delaney, closer to home. We're still talking about the Ohio train derailment and its cleanup and what's happened as a result of that, including the president saying that there has to be door-to-door checks after the derailment. So federal employees started that door-to-door in East Palestine on Saturday to check on families affected by the toxic derailment. That's an unusual step People are furious as to what has happened, and it certainly has dusted up into a heated political controversy. So this is really what's going on there now. At this point, you have the EPA, you have teams from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, you have FEMA on the scene, and they're asking people how they're doing, seeing what they need, connecting them with resources, they say, from the government and nonprofit organizations. They're called walk teams. And it's what they do when there's a hurricane or other natural disasters. It just hasn't happened in a train derailment. The goal was to visit at least 400 different families while the president has no formal plans to personally visit Ohio Um, But boy, this little Ohio town, you know, we're talking about Palestine. You talk about the wastewater and the soil being transported. And you talk about the people or official types in Texas and Michigan who are not too thrilled about getting that contaminated wastewater and soil in their states, because that's the other part of it. So you have some trucks that are actually stuck in the middle of it that haven't been able to move the contaminated uh, material that they want to remove. Now, remember, there's been an investigation into the February 3rd derailment, and so much has been hammered at the transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg, for this delayed response to the wreck. A lot of House Republicans have jumped all over that. And then the focus on the Department of Transportation, why did it become such a big deal? Because even though the EPA took charge of it and ordered Norfolk Southern to pay for the cleanup and the chemical release, there still was confusion as to why wouldn't the the Department of Transportation be right in the thick of it, right from the very, very beginning of this chemical leak and the evacuation of this small Ohio community. I know that certainly all of us want answers as to what caused the derailment, and really for lots of different reasons, because how how safe are some of the railways how many of you live in an area where you have cars that go through 
I think I've said this on shows before. This is actually the first time in my life that I haven't lived near a railroad. I grew up not far from um, hearing the hum of, and I liked it, the hum of the trains, not too far off in the distance. And places I've lived, I've lived near tracks before. And uh, I think this is scary that they that they didn't act when they should have acted sooner. And what happened? A preliminary report that came out by the National Transportation Safety Board, because they're the ones that jump on this, right? The NTSB, they have to investigate it right off the bat. They say that the crew operating the freight train didn't get very much warning at all before dozens of cars went off the tracks, and there wasn't any kind of indication that the crew screwed up, right? So what is... what is the problem with the safety that led to, I mean, a freak thing? It certainly doesn't sound like it at all. Um, wanting that timeline is a very, very big deal. The air monitoring instruments, of course, they've got them up now at 12 different locations. And I guess they went up pretty quickly, so that part is is, is good. But still, there was the initial federal federal response to the wreck was it too was it fast enough or was it too slow should it have been faster right um and the administration is saying the reason why the transportation secretary wasn't in the middle of this right from the very beginning is because the epa was there immediately and he would have basically been in the way right i think that the train's heat detectors that's a key thing. Did they work as they were supposed to? Did they did were they operated within the company rules? And the answer from Norfolk Southern is that they did, but that they're trying to develop more practices and look at technology that could prevent something like that in the future. And if you don't know the story I'm talking about, just briefly. The freight cars derailed on the East Palestine outskirts near the Pennsylvania state line. This is where it was in relationship to Ohio, because it, it, it was in Ohio, included 11 cars that carried hazardous materials. So the people that lived there evacuated because of the fear about a potential explosion of smoldering um, wreckage. And, of course, there wasn't a huge fire where you had vinyl chloride chloride from five rail cars that sent flames shooting straight up into the air and black smoke so thick it would have choked you to death practically if you were right in the middle of that. And, and now the concern is about the potential health effects. And um, so now they've got waste that had to be paused. Shipping the waste off-site and waste disposal has to be reviewed by the EPA. And then you have Texas and you have Michigan that don't necessarily want some of that moved to their areas, although some of it has been moved, right? So uh, because of the sites that they have, where they would take it and where it could be um, where it could be dumped. Now, contaminated soil will be moved by truck to a disposal site near Ann Arbor, but, um, of course, there were complaints from representatives from Michigan about that, saying they weren't given the heads up that that that's being shipped there, and how do they ensure that it's safe for the Michigan people? No, nobody wants this, right? 
I'll say it again, and you and I both know, all of us know this, that when it happens in your area is when you don't, that's when it stands out to you. And that's when you certainly don't want it on your doorstep. You don't want it on your doorstep. What else is happening in the world that people are talking about? One of the, um, one of the things I think that people are talking about, even if it's just briefly is the snow that fell on California in areas like right around a thousand uh, feet when you're talking about going up higher in a mountain and you don't normally see this kind of snow at all in California. I haven't seen it since the late 80s and it was a freaky thing then. So you had a lot of Californians that were uh, out trying to get shots of the snow in other areas at higher elevations where you really couldn't get there because it was so thick. So crazy storms that just slammed California and terrible rain too in Ventura seven inches of rain that led to flooding yikes man cave next are you curious about what might be missing from your diet and supplement choices take a free health assessment to identify your possible nutrient deficiencies as a certified holistic health coach, I will help you assess and prioritize a supplement program based on Dr. Wallach's recommendations. Call Linda at 833-VITAL-90. That number to call is 833-848-2590. That's 833-VITAL-90. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Hi, this is Kate Delaney. I am truly amazed by this audience. Many of you have been reaching out to me to ask more on what I call the No Drone Zone. How do you find out about the show or listen to podcasts or guests or even my books? So here we go. Go to katedelaneyradio.com for more on what's shaking in my orbit. To reach me, simply hit the contact tab and send an email. Behind the scenes photos, great video, travels, the dog. Yeah, that's Guinness. He is the mascot. Go to Kate Delaney fan page on Facebook. Kate Delaney fan page on Facebook. Or hit me up on Twitter at Kate S. Delaney. At K. 
Kate S. Delaney. For any of my books, including Deal Your Own Destiny, Amazon simply is the easiest. Thanks for listening as we talk about what's happening in my backyard and yours and how it affects us. We throw in laughs, cheap movie reviews, the man cave, and authors with some interesting stories to tell. If you've already forgotten everything I've just said, just go to katedelaneyradio.com. about pretty cool what some fans of a soccer club did to help kids affected by the earthquakes in uh turkey and in syria in that area in syria and then how about tommy fury beating jake paul in a split decision some of you may have seen that and then this first big one because it was big for me because i had a chance to go to spring training and i got to really enjoy spring training and uh, every time i go to my first game i always crank up this song on the way check it out Phillies in Clearwater, Florida, take on the Minnesota Twins. What was really cool is that I sat, because uh, so often I'm like in a press box in my life, but I wanted to sit and actually enjoy the game. And I sat with some people from Minnesota and people from the Dakotas. And, you know, truly, there were Phillies fans there, obviously, too, all over the place and even near me. But there were, uh, it just so happened, there were a lot of Twins fans around me. And I was listening. They were fun. We would go back and forth. And and they were talking to me about um, how exciting it was to actually be at the spring training game and and to to watch the Twins after a good season but lousy in, in the postseason. Uh, and also to be in a place where it wasn't snowing or freezing cold. <laughs> and they had to actually worry about getting a sunburn instead. And then we all talked about this. The Phillies won, by the way, 10-8. I got to see uh, Roger Clemens, great former Major League pitcher, superstar. I got to see his son, Cody Clemens, hit a solo home run for the Philadelphia uh, Phillies. And it, it was a uh, bombs away kind of game in the end. Like I said, Philly won it 10-8. But there was a lot of conversation about Major League Baseball's new rules and how that was going to kick into the regular season. You know, the bigger bases, the clock on the batter and on the uh, pitcher. And I was watching the clock. And right away, there was a, a twin who got nailed for taking too long and gets a strike. You know, they throw up a strike right away for that. So um, it's going to be interesting to watch how how the players deal with it and how how the fans react to, is this really helping the game? Is it moving along faster? Is it more exciting? You know, what does that uh, mean? So, for example... 
there's a new rule limiting pickoff attempts. So does that mean there's going to be more stolen bases? Does it mean players will try to do it more often? I would certainly think it would help speedy base runners because you can't constantly, you know, can't constantly be throwing back to first or whatever. So will there be more? Uh, will there be more bags that will be stolen? And I don't know. Uh, I think if somebody's slow, I don't know that that's going to incentivize them to try to, to try to steal. So the base pads are bigger. The clock thing, you, you know, is interesting because like if the pitch clock, if you screw up with the pitch clock, you get, um, you know, the, the, uh, the batter gets a ball. So that's interesting because you have to watch what's what's happening on the pitch clock. The seconds are um, going to, you know, from 20 to 75. It just it's just boom, 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 boom. It, it comes down and it's already led to a little bit of confusion. Right. Like I was reading about. I saw it happen in the game that I was watching, but it didn't affect the outcome of it. It was really just that one moment, and and uh, it was a Twins hitter that got the got the strike. But there was a game where it was Saturday, and it was Atlanta and uh, who was it? Boston Red Sox. So Atlanta's Cal Conley was called out on a. Th- the full count three and two pitch with the bases loaded and two outs in the ninth inning for not being in the batter's box in time. So that game ended in a tie. So imagine what that would be like if that's in front of home fans somewhere and um, it's the end of a game. I think there'd be some people that would not be happy with that, but it's great to have baseball back. It's, it's fun to see people coming out for spring training from all over the country, especially those cold weather places that are down in the grapefruit league or in Arizona in the cactus league to watch uh, those teams. So we'll be talking more about spring baseball rules changes and what it looks like for the regular season. As we move along, there is something that I think is pretty interesting when you watch contracts and um, Manny Machado, 11 years, $350 million deal. Wow. They're finalizing it. Uh, If I'm Machado, that's pretty exciting to get that kind of an extension at 30 years old. He said last week he was going to opt out of the final five years of his current contract with the Padres following the season uh, after the negotiations were breaking down. So he had set a February 16th deadline to reach a new deal. Apparently things changed. So 11 years, 350 million. He is a superstar for them, but at the age of 30, he's coming off of his best season of his career, hitting 298, uh, 32 home runs, 102 RBIs, for example, finished second in the National League. MVP voting, but what does that do for a couple of other teammates? I guess he had initially was offered like five years, a hundred and five million extension, and then it all turned around. So, how about that? Wow. Um, so we'll keep you up to date on what's happening in the world of 
baseball. I mentioned this at the top. Fans, uh, fans threw thousands of stuffed toys onto the pitch at about uh, 417 at that mark of the of a match to signify what you know happened with the earthquake specifically the time of day that they struck the area fans of this turkish soccer club and just thousands thousands of soft toys you know were thrown out and that's to donate to the kids that were affected in Turkey and Syria. So, you know, bears and rabbits and other animals, I think that's good. Anytime you can use sports to help in a different way, it's, it's great. I mean, look, the earthquake death toll is up to almost 50,000, right? Uh, there was even a soccer player, uh, Christian Atsu, who was found dead under the building where he lived. He was 31 and he was playing for uh, for one of the soccer clubs just an awful, awful, awful thing that occurred, and uh, you can't imagine what it what it's like for those people who are living in that area. Tommy Fury can imagine what it's like to beat YouTuber turned boxer Jake Paul. It was a split decision in Saudi Arabia, so Jake Paul. Um, handled some aging MMA fighters and even a retired basketball player. But uh, the young boxer was way too much. So Tommy Fury won that one. A final round of an eight-round fight Sunday night in Saudi Arabia. But it came down to the judging. Two judges had Fury winning by the same score, 76-73. One scored it for Paul, 75-74. So, uh, and Boxing Junkie scored at 75-74 for Fury, five rounds in, five rounds to uh, three. And I just saw little highlights from it, but it looked pretty, it looked pretty interesting. I mean, look, Fury's a boxer. He had speed. He had his, the the skills that he knows from the boxing world, and he moved around the ring and, and landed his punches, and he avoided some of the bigger shots from Paul, who couldn't slip away, and he, he, you know, he landed some, but he was frustrating Paul. There's no question about that, and and it couldn't have been a bigger fight. I'm sure that the money that was raked in was, you know, absolutely huge. Fury, by the way, is the half brother of heavyweight champ Tyson Fury. If you recognize the name, so he was pretty excited because he said it's a two year journey. For that showdown, the fight was canceled twice before it finally happened. So they've been waiting for that for a very, very long time. A rematch. Hmm. I wonder if there'll be a rematch. I guarantee there will be a rematch. That's it for the Man Cave. Stay with us. Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now. 800-284-0523. 800-284-0523. 
Seven million children suffer from asthma more than any other chronic disease. Most asthma attacks are caused by allergic reactions to allergens, including those left behind by cockroaches and mice. In fact, 82% of U.S. households contain mouse allergens, and cockroaches are found in up to 98% of urban homes. How can you protect your family? Find out at PestWorld.org. A message from the National Pest Management Association and the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. USA News Update. I have never seen the Republican Party so unified as it is right now. Donald Trump wins the South Carolina primary, defeating Nikki Haley in her home state. The race called almost immediately after the polls closed at 7 p.m. Eastern. This was a little sooner than we anticipated. It was... An even bigger win than we anticipated. Trump securing all 29 winner-take-all delegates. Michigan's up, and uh, we're going to have a tremendous success there. And then we have a thing called Super Tuesday. We're leading 91 to 7. Now, Haley saying she is staying in the race and heading to Michigan. The primary there is Tuesday, and then the following week is Super Tuesday. I'm not giving up this fight when a majority of Americans disapprove of both Donald Trump and Joe Biden. And I'm Laura Winters, USA News. Have you ever watched a video on the internet and found yourself waiting for the skip the ad button? The reason this takes a few seconds is because the video delivery companies get to collect impression commission, and the viewer never sees the advertisement. The company still pays full price to run the ad. Does this sound like a scam to you? Is there any wonder why internet ads are so ineffective? For over 100 years, radio has been a proven source for companies' messages. Radio listeners are engaged and want to support the companies that sponsor the shows they're so passionate about. Simple companies like window treatments, security, pillow companies, and more have been able to break away from the big box stores, building multi-million dollar businesses. Find out what radio can do for your business. Call 877-996-4327. Or advertise at GCNlive.com. That's advertise at GCNlive.com. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay heating pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay heating pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. Marco Santucci, 
He is a name you might be familiar with if you're familiar with the paranormal. And we're going to talk about that uh, here as well, because how could we not talk about that? But what's so interesting about him is he's trans. And he's sharing his personal journey as what he calls the trans guy. But it's something that he didn't necessarily share before, uh, except among close friends. And like I said, he had this name in the paranormal world. In fact, he, he even wrote a book and, and um, had some amazing experiences there. But now, in tattered edges, he takes you through this journey. And for a very specific reason why, he lives with his wife, Pam, and they even have a cool, I understand, 10-year-old dog, Mia. So thanks so much, Marco, for coming on America tonight. Sure. Let's talk about how you knew something was different with you. How did you know that you wanted to make that transition? When did you feel that something was different when you were young? Well, I mean, you know, societal reasons, you don't you don't realize that a lot of times uh, when you're really young. So I basically just thought I was a tomboy by the time you get to that kind of age. Um, but the closer I got to puberty, right, um, I, you know, I mean, I started out doing normal things, you know, like, you know, if you're a girl, you date a boy and vice versa, right? Well, you can do that all you want and it's okay, but the closer you get to puberty, you're like, something's not right. Um, I just, I just never, I never, my brain never felt like a girl. I, if that, whatever kind of sense it makes. I mean, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like anything at all. Clothing, toys, I mean, everything, everything I did as a child was what uh, boys do. Not that girls can't and not be trans, right? And just be tomboys and go on with life. But, um, I just got to the point, you know, when I was a young teenager, when um, it it was because an article that I actually had, I had uh, a tennis, our our history teacher was, um, he he played tennis. So he was very much uh, into anything tennis. And so in the middle of history class, I was uh, 17, he's he's passing back these things, this this article for us to read. And and it was about... um, uh, Dr. Raskin, Dick Raskin, who was a professional tennis player, and that uh, he became Renee Richards. And when I read that, I'm like, oh my God, this that's me, right? But going the other way. I mean, I was I grew up in, in uh the Midwest, you know. There, nobody didn't know what people didn't know you could have sex changes and didn't know what anything that was about. But that's when it hit me really hard. But I had already had an alter ego that I had um I had to, I had to create um, in order to mentally survive what I was going through. And I, when I realized that I, I, I like girls, but I can't be one, you know what I'm saying? I, it, that was never an option. So I had to make this boy up and people bought into it. And the story's insane because of all that stuff. Wow. Yeah. And, and then we fast forward to now really sharing this wide in tattered edges. Tell us about the book. Tell us more about what we can expect in reading the book. Okay. So, I mean, the book starts basically at, at my birth and goes all the way through, you know, to the early two thousands. And so it's, it's everything from the things that I went, you know, went through uh, realizing Okay, that I wasn't the same, you know, that I I really wasn't, you know, like normal, quote unquote, as far as the whole, you know, all of that goes. Um, 
And, um, I, I, you know, I just started to despise my body because of that very fact. I, I, I didn't want the body parts that I, you know, was unfortunately born with. I had to get rid of that stuff. And, uh, it goes into the, the, the difficult issues I had with my mother, you know, she, she would say, you know, like one time she was mad and she's like, this is long before this is when I was still just a kid, but because I was such a tomboy, because I played sports and I rode motorcycles and all that stuff. She's like, I didn't adopt a boy. I adopted a girl. So that was supposed to hurt my feelings, but I, it didn't hurt me. Not at all. But so she just was completely not understanding why she didn't have this princess. Right. Um, so it was really, really difficult on her, but yeah, so it, it takes you through all of that. It takes you into, um, you know, me, me actually having, having sex as a man, but not, but before, but just not physically, even when I, even prior to transitioning, I still let, I still lived as a man. Once I got to California, I, I lived as a man and, you know, you can change your driver's license. You know, I, I actually, when I, <laughs> the first thing that happened when I got to California and I was with this girl, um, never should have brought her with me, but that's not the point. Um, just got into Riverside and I get pulled over because it's like two in the morning, you know, and I ran a red light looking for a place to stay. I'm like, damn it. So, so I get pulled over and the officer comes to the window and the first thing was, it was a woman. And I'm like, my goodness, things are different in California. I'd never even seen a woman cop, right? So, um, but, uh, so she, so she asked for my license. I gave it to her and she comes back to the car and she says, you know, um, cause I, what I had done is I had manipulated my license, right? I had changed the F to an M cause I had had my name changed, but my gender wasn't changed yet. So, so I took it upon myself to do that. And she says, you know, it's illegal to change. Um, oh, first of all, she asks me, she goes, um, are you contemplating a sex change? I'm like, Whoa, wait, wait. And in my mind, I'm like, what, how does she know? I'm like, Oh, right. And she's like, do you know, that's illegal to do. And I'm like, yes, yes, ma'am. Um, no, no, I said, no, I didn't know it was illegal. Sorry. I said, I just thought I just couldn't have that. And she's like, well, I'm gonna let it slide and, uh, welcome to California. Wow. So that, that, that was, that was my first, you know, encounter with, with that. But, um, and, but yeah, anyway, so I'm sorry. And then the book, no, goes, no, and in the book, you talk about all kinds of things. You talk about uh, the transition itself. So we won't, we'll let everybody get the book and you yeah, can yeah. really, you really learn a lot, but what yeah. is it you hope people take away from reading tattered edges? The people that are listening to us, they can get the book on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. What do you, what do you hope they take away from reading it? Um, okay. Well, basically a deeper, a deeper understanding for, you know, first of all, and again, my, my story's not as common, probably the way it rolled out, but in the end of everything, um, you know, we, trans people are very different though, still than being compared to being gay or something else within the, the spectrum of outside of just, you know, the normal way that people come in to be and all that. But j- just, um, you have to understand that. I mean, there's, like I said, there's misconceptions out there. You don't have to be gay before you're, before you're trans. That's just ridiculous. But there's a lot of people that just don't get any of it. And so that's, that was kind of the, the part of the goal. Um, you know, so I do go into like, you know, the more detail about, you know, surgeries and stuff like that, because people don't understand. They just like, really, they just don't get it. 
And, um, and, 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 and the thing is, is, you know, you, you don't, you never know who or what is standing right beside you so many times. And I've been a part and that just happened to me. I had to go get my blood drawn and it happened to me again, you know, and this lady who's drawn my blood, she's talking about, you know, uh, you know, something back in the news with JK Rawlings and her comments about trans people and went through all of that stuff. And we're having a conversation about about that. And like, yeah, she would never know, you know? (laughs) So, yeah, (laughs) but, and that's, that's just the thing. You, you just don't know because, you know, I obviously pass and I, and I always have, but that's not always the case, uh, um, you know, for people, especially going the other way. Um, Unfortunately, that's just the way it is. Right. But but like you said, who knows? And what an interesting thing to happen to you. And that, and obviously um, it's happened to you, like you said, a a few times. Yes. um, So again, Tattered Edges, great story. You can get it. uh, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, as I said, you can go to Marco's website too, marcosantucci.biz. But I'd be remiss not to ask you about ghost and paranormal because you also have a book called Paranormal Noise, Listen Beyond the Silence. You stopped ghost hunting in 2019. What's the craziest encounter you had with ghosts? You know, that is there. I don't know where there. You need an hour for this. So I know you don't have that, but there's so much stuff. And, you know, I know that um, other answers I could have given. I the here's let me just talk about this. I mean, there's a lot of things that we have seen it and far. OK, first of all, it's called we were I was called me and this other guy, Scott. We were called Darklands Paranormal. If you if you Google Darklands Paranormal, all kinds of stuff is going to come up about um, pr- presentations, the newspaper articles, um stuff on tv all kinds of stuff so anyway just remember that but um so we had done a whole lot of stuff whole lot of stuff and and i i have have audio that is just like you and i talking you know and i i this is how that paranormal noise even became to be because it's written out like that that was before darklands but with darklands when we did when we went into uh uh the public library in upland california um we Scott on film caught what we deemed I deemed a time machine because and, and what that means is we know when you're taking photos you take you take a series of photos and then you go through them and obviously if you see something that's not really there or whatever you 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 got something you got something to compare it to but I I was not a Doctor Who fan but when I realized what the TARDIS was um, that is exactly what this thing looks like that Scott got on film so. Once so, when you look at photos side by side, you see a picture of it not there, and then it is there, and then you know. But anyway, it happened. Well, so that was kind of the finale of our presentations. Like we did presentations for the library for free. Uh, the first time, two hundred people came. It was you could only seat eighty people. The next time, we, we did it in the Grove Theater. So five hundred people come to see us do a presentation, right? I was that was pretty that was pretty crazy. Boy, no kidding. I could talk to you all day, all night long. Yeah, yeah. So many interesting stories. So many. Life is interesting. There's no question. As you said, it's easy to, to look up Darklands Paranormal and also uh, to go to marcosantucci.biz, which you have that there, and you talk about that book. And, of course, Tattered Edges, which is where we began. And right. thank you so much for coming on. Uh, yeah. Marco, it's been a delight. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Kate. 
Hi, this is Kate Delaney. I am truly amazed by this audience. Many of you have been reaching out to me to ask more on what I call the No Drone Zone. How do you find out about the show or listen to podcasts or guests or even my books? So here we go. Go to katedelaneyradio.com for more on what's shaking in my orbit. To reach me, simply hit the contact tab and send an email. Behind the scenes photos, great video, travels, the dog. Yeah, that's Guinness. He is the mascot. Go to Kate Delaney fan page on Facebook. Kate Delaney fan page on Facebook. Or hit me up on Twitter at Kate S. Delaney. At Kate S. Delaney. For any of my books, including Deal Your Own Destiny, Amazon simply is the easiest. Thanks for listening as we talk about what's happening in my backyard and yours and how it affects us. We throw in laughs, cheap movie reviews, the man cave, and authors with some interesting stories to tell. If you've already forgotten everything I've just said, just go to katedelaneyradio.com. As Dr. Wallach says, we all have nutrient deficiencies in our diets and must supplement with 90 essential nutrients in proper balances. At no cost or obligation, get a personal certified holistic health coach to help you develop a supplement program based on Dr. Wallach's recommendations. Call Linda at 833-VITAL-90. That number to call is 833-848-2590. That's 833-VITAL-90. It's easy to see. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. We all know something big is coming, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming more self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, and they make it easy for you to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure some emergency food kits. There's a dozen to choose from that contain tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one food kit for each family member. My Patriot Supply also sells large solar generators, gravity-powered water filtration systems, heirloom seeds for your garden, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items will ship that same day. Time is short. Prepare today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Corner on America tonight with me, Kate Delaney, for Journey with Linda Hopkins. Her book is The Way I See the World. We had a great off-air conversation, and this woman is quite possibly one of the most positive voices that I've heard in a very, very long time. And she tells it like she sees it, that's for sure. Linda, we're happy to have you on the show. Thank you. Glad to have y'all too. Tell me about the road to writing the book. What motivated you? Well, the, first of all, I always, um, when I was a little girl, um, it was a gentleman, one of the neighbors, um, was always coming and talk to my father. And 
I don't know, but he just he just started watching me. And he said, you know what, Mr. Jones? He said, that little girl right there one day, she is going to be a writer. Because look how fast her hand moves. <laughs> so I always love paperwork and I always did love to write. So I don't know. I just wanted to write. And um, I said, you know what? I'm just going to write a book one day. And I did. A lot of people say, you're going to write a book one day. I'm like, no, I'm not. But I did. And so, and then looking at how I was um, brought up and how the world was so lovely. Um, and then all, the, all of a sudden it just changed. And so I said, you know, if I write a book about the way I see the world, maybe someone will read my book and want to make a change. And there you go. And that's the gist of the book. So tell all the listeners what the book's about. Give us some of the, the stories in the book. Okay. Well, first, you know, I had to acknowledge all the people who um, gave me the curse to write a book. And then I talked about myself. And then I talked about what the book is about. And so the introduction is um, um, telling people um, I was born on July 4th. I have an identical twin and I was raised up in a lovely, lovely home. So I call it something like a palace. It was not a palace, but to me it was because it was so lovely. I had two lovely parents. I mean, they was out of sight. And then I talked about marriages. Um, marriages, um, you know, like you're supposed to, you know, love your spouse, not um, cheat on your spouse. You're supposed to obey, you know, longer it is in the right state of mind to um to obey your your spouse and then i talked about the technology the technology in the world today is it's good for a lot of reason but it is good for it's not good for a lot of reasons um it has really taken over younger minds into the wrong way so i did talk about technology also i talked about the older days how things were so neighbors and stuff were take care of other people's children, like watch after them while the parents was not home. It was just like a raising a village and everything was lovely. And then I talked about why co cohabitate, you know, um, well, that's in the Bible. Uh, 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 that's a sin. And so I talked about that for the younger people. And then, and also I, I hit with racism. Um, that's had kind of got out of hand today. And then I talked about President Obama, um, um, the, the great Amanda of Chief of the United States that we had, um, for eight years. And then, of course, the Black History Month, I touched based on that and they changed the thought. And the, and then I talked about my internship. Um, my internship was, was wonderful. I have two degrees, Bachelor in Criminal Justice and a Master's in Human Development. So, and then, um, I touched base on titles, on titles of a lot of people have titles, but they, the titles is not fitting them because sometimes they get out of hand and they don't know how to talk to the employees. They don't know how to treat the employees. So I talked about that. And then fair chance. I talked about fair chance, like mostly since I have a bachelor's degree in the criminal justice, um, um, I talked about, you know, giving people fair chances and stuff instead of just locking them up for just crazy reasons. And then illustrious homes, um, for the rich. 
um, it, most homes are very expensive. And most people I see, like, they don't have um, great income. They mostly just living on the street or anywhere they can live. And then self-pride. Self-pride is, um, that's, that's bad. Uh, when you got that self-pride. Now, you can have pride, but it's a way that you can have it. Um, like you don't want to go out in the street and just like <laughs> hit people. Um, that's not, that's not, um, pride at all. But self-pride is having, um, uh, you know, love for people and, you know, self-pride. And so then, um, the last is, um, preachers preaching the word and children love your parents. I, I had to touch base on that. And then the road rage. Um, see, like everybody's, most people is living a microwave, um, life now. Everything's got to be so fast. Slow down so you can live another day. So that's why I had to write the book and touch space on everything that I have seen since I've been coming up in the world. Oh, I love it. Uh, hashtag microwave life. You're so <laughs> yes. right. That everybody wants everything now, 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 now. And, and you touched on it with road rage. Why do we have road rage when somebody's going from point A to B and they don't need to get there that fast? And you don't need to get there that fast. And people just, um, coming up behind you and, and, you know, and racing the motor. Like, you know, I'm in a hurry. I want that light to hurry and change. And, um, but right down the street. We're going right down the street, and then we stop at the same stoplight. I'm like, really? <laughs> so, you know, I mean, everybody is just not everybody, but it just seems like most people now, even children want things, you know, in a sudden instant. And, I mean, even I have worked, like, I um, teachers at a daycare, and I work in the infant room, and, like, the little infant um, babies, the feet just going, you know, like, I've been giving my milk, <laughs> you know? And so I'm like, everything just seems to be in a fast pace. And so, I mean, I go to church and then, I mean, I, I just stay in the house because it seems like I'm more safer in the house than I am outdoors. Yeah. You know, you said about neighbors and how neighbors used to look out for kids and used to look out for each other. And why do you think that's changed? Everything now is just like if you say anything to someone else's child, the child will tell their mom, and then the mom is ready to shoot you or fight you. And when back in the days, Joe would say, "Okay, I'm gonna tell your mom, I'm gonna tell your parents when they get home that you can run up and down the street and it's not safe." And we obeyed, we obeyed people back in the days, and look like the neighbors would watch after us. I would go and take kids. And who was not, you know, clean um, with hygiene and stuff. And I would just take them and put them in my parents' tub and give them a bath. You don't see those days anymore. It's more hatred in the world than it's love. Oh, and boy, we need more of that love. So the book, The yes. Way I See the World by Linda Hopkins, who we're speaking with, you can get on Amazon's, Amazon rather, or Barnes & Noble. What do you hope people take away from reading your book, Linda? I hope they will make a change, Miss Kay. I really do. I hope they will say, you know, I'm going to look in within myself and I'm going to see what I need to change within myself and make that change before it's too late. And and that's why you listed what you listed, the way you see it. You talked Absolutely. about everything from, okay, do I have road rage? Do I not pay attention to my neighbors, try to lend a hand when I can? Do I not have 
or did I not have respect for parents or what's happening there? What about technology? You broke it down because you see things differently than when you were raised. I do. I the way different and it's sad. Sometimes I sit on my bed and I just cry the way the world is going and the way the world is heading. It's headed into a row of destruction. Yeah. Well, let's hope that your book really raises the alarm and that we don't have that microwave life, at least some of us, and we can slow down and smell the roses, so to speak. I hope so, Miss Tate. I really do. What a, do. what a difference that would make. We'll pick up Linda's book so you can find out how you can go through all of these various things that she talks about that we all um, deal with in our lives and what you can do to make a difference. Linda, thank you. You are very welcome. So once again, we thank Linda Hopkins for her book, The Way I See the World. It's such an interesting question, The Way I See the World. Like she tells you the things that she's seen and the lessons that she's learned and where we're going and what happens if we don't make some changes. And it made me think of this for everybody that's listening to this show. If you wrote a book like Linda's, The Way I See the World, what would your book be like? What are the things that you see that probably you would be in agreement, I think, with some of what Linda is saying, the some of the things that we're, we're seeing and how things have changed so rapidly, talking about technology and embracing technology, but then there's the other side of technology, of course. So anyway, thanks to Linda Hopkins for joining us in Author's World here on America Tonight, and for all of you for listening to that interview and this show. Go out and make it count, everybody. Hey guys, why settle for poor quality Pouty Arco that's sold by stores and online resellers when you can get Tahibo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea at drinksupertea.com or 818-965-9113. The Tahibo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea is only available at drinksupertea.com. 818-965-9113. 818-965-9113. That's drinksupertea.com. Ever feel completely down on your luck, whether it's your career or just your life? Do you look at other people and wonder, why them, not me? I'm Kate Delaney. I did it. I admit it. I've learned some valuable and priceless lessons from some of the rock stars I've interviewed over the years, like Sir Richard Branson or the late, great John Madden, and I want to share them. Want to laugh? Want to learn? Want more out of life? Then pick up a copy of my book, Deal Your Own Destiny, Increase Your Odds, Win Big, and Become Extraordinary. Get it on Amazon today.